Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. All right, guys, welcome back to Damn Good Content Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Claymall. And today we have my sister and beautiful niece, Etta Jane, here with us today. Um, (laughs) Just to talk, just to have a good conversation, to get to know who Kelsey is, my sister, um, our home in the pasture, the veterinarian, the wife, the mom, the everything. So thank you so much for being here. (laughs) You're welcome. Is it weird for you to talk to me? No, it's not. I mean, you've been trying to get me on here for, I mean, as long as it started, but you know what? We made it. We finally we made, made it. it. And we made it with a baby, huh? We made it with a baby. Etta's going to be here, so you might hear some oohs and ahs behind the scene, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, give us a lowdown. Who are you? Let's talk about, okay. first and foremost, that you're a veterinarian, and yes. you're always trying to tell me all the fun things that you go through, and I think it's absolutely gross, but I'm here to cheer you on, so let everyone know who you are and what you do. Yes. Okay. So, um, so a little backstory, I guess everyone really knows if they've been hanging out that we grew up on a dairy farm, um, and um, we loved farm life. Um, I think, you know, it was always kind of like instilled in us to, you know, have animals and love on animals, and um, I guess moving off the farm, we kind of, you know got away from that a little Mm -hmm. bit and so um went through schooling went through college never really thought about it end of college decided hey I might want to go like hang out at a vet's office and then I ended up meeting my husband and it was just kind of all full circle he was in vet school when I met him and um and then I mean the rest is history got into vet school and now we live on a farm, so literally oh it was there's like, animals well, everywhere. There's animals everywhere. So you could just cool. hug a cow over there. Well, I didn't realize how <laughs> much cows make me happy until this weekend, and I texted her, y'all, that I just want to hug one, truly, and she said I could. Actually, Matthew, her husband, told yes. me I could go to the farm and hug a calf, but I think I yeah. want to get a cow, so. Yeah, um, well, I would love to see you out in the field trying to hug one of our cows. <laughs> So Shelby sees these the videos of the cows that basically have been bottle fed that and are pets. like Well you send me pets. one, so you're yes. you're the reason. And I'm like, okay, they are like sitting on the cow, like hugging the cow, laying down with the cow. That cow is like a dog. Um our cows are more like pasture working cattle. So I mean I don't really think they come up to you, do they? They can't. Yeah, they will. They will. They're friendly, but they're not like they don't really want you to like hug and kiss their face okay and also too if you're listening to this and you don't follow us we're like kind of the complete opposite but it kind of makes for the relationship that we have yes um 
because she's like, which we're going to talk about later. You're our home in the pasture. You bake bread and I just don't yeah. and all that stuff. But where was your turning point or where did you think that you wanted to go to vet school? Because I don't remember that. And we lived together in college. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, that's a blur. I know. So I first went to college wanting to be like a dermatologist, a human dermatologist. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Okay. And um, I don't really know why. Like thinking back on it, I'm like, why did I want to do that? Because like. Animal stuff doesn't, like, gross me out, but honestly, some human stuff does kind of, like, get me a little queasy. Um, but um, our neighbor, Erica, oh, was, yes. Yes, yes, our neighbor Erica was a veterinarian, and I don't know why it just, like, never was brought up, like, brought to my attention. I can be a veterinarian one day. I don't know why. Um, but the more I kind of, like, hung out with her, I was like, this kind of seems really cool. And then I went and worked for her. And then I went to work at another clinic in Baton Rouge. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, and so just took more animal science classes at LSU. And do you remember my cow at LSU that I used to walk oh around? My. Her name was Ha, huh? because she had a question mark on her oh, head. Oh, yes. yes. I just remember the photo yes. that you looked pretty in. And I was like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> what uh -huh. are you doing with the cow? So basically, um, we were... <laughs> I didn't notice that part. <laughs> so there's calves that they have um, on the farm. And basically for dairy cows, they work them twice a day, right? Because they have to be milked twice a day. So they want you to halter break them. So basically you put like this rope halter on their head. And I didn't know what I was doing. They're basically like, this is your calf. Here is your rope. Go and like make friends with your calf. So me and my friend <laughs> Allie got a calf and... I met Matthew, my husband, and he was like, I used to show cows and, you know, he was like courting me. So like, that's how we, our relationship developed. Like he would come and meet me after his classes at vet school. I remember you thought and he was so cute. He was so cute. <laughs> such a cute cowboy. And, um, we would walk the, the calf and he would show me like how to teach him how to stand and how to like correctly hold the halter. And we would just like walk her for hours, like around like the fields at LSU. And it was so fun. And I'm not talking about that. I know. I'm well, talking about the picture that I saw of you, and I was like, oh, my God, you look so pretty. I feel like I'm going to have to see if we can find it, and Jonah's going to have to put it on the video. Oh, are you talking about when I'm palpating the cow? Palpating the cow. Oh, well, that was a calf. That was different. Yeah, I was when <laughs> I was And if you don't know what that cow. means, okay, so I'm going to explain <laughs> this in the most human way that's not a veterinarian, and it's probably not the most proper way, but so I saw this picture of her. It's on, I think it was on your fridge. Probably. I was proud of it. Okay. Which I'm very proud of you for being proud of it. But okay. I was like, oh my God, Kelsey, you look so pretty in this photo. And I'll just take a step back and I'll look again. Her up to her, her entire arm. So if you don't know what palpating cow means, well, she can explain it in a minute. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you what I saw is all the way up to her shoulder. You, have a glove on, you put a glove on yeah. and you stick your hand all the way into the but yes to the like rectum yes. yeah so like she has a picture on her fridge i'm like oh my god you look so pretty but what are you doing to this cow yes so you palpate them to like feel their uterus and their ovaries and also to like check if they're pregnant or not which is like really cool so you can it feel, is really cool you can feel the baby yeah. and everything so i was just really excited because i mean <laughs> <laughs> you it, it sounds so crazy but i was so i was so excited because like i actually like knew what i was palpating and feeling and like i don't know it's just really neat like, i think it's so cool i really that. do because last night we went to dinner y'all <laughs> yeah. to have a beer because mom life we'll get to that yeah. too but she was like i had a really cool day but i don't want to tell you because i know you're gonna get grossed out i was like no you could tell me oh yeah yeah, so vet life, I love, um, I really do enjoy surgeries, um, and especially ones that go well. I guess, like, if anybody, like, does that, they understand, um, but 
basically like I had um, a patient where I had a really cool surgery and I wanted to show Shelby a picture and I'm always asking her, I'm like, look what I did. Like if a dog comes in with like a cut or a laceration or like if I have to like take something off of an animal, even if it's like a limb or something, I'm like, look how cool, look what I did, you know? And you'll look. I do look. You'll look for a second. Mm -hmm. but I try to be really supportive because you're really supportive of me. (laughs) I know. But, like, it makes me want to vomit. I know. I know. But it's really cool. But anyway. So, any all the other <laughs> things about her is she's really good at design. So, like, mm-hmm. they just built a house. Yes. And it's kind of, like, really annoying. But she always finds, like, the best deals. And her house is basically full of Facebook Marketplace. It is. <laughs> and I think everybody on Facebook Marketplace is going to, like, kill me. So, I go yeah. to no one's house. I don't buy anything. Like, But she's like, hey, Shelby, I bought a sink. You live in Thibodeau. It's in Homa at a shop can you go get it yeah and I remember pulling up there and I brought one of my employees with me and I was like today might be the day we die (laughs) (laughs) because it was so creepy but it actually it was actually (laughs) that was dramatic it was the shop beside there that had this okay so when I'm driving to to Homa yeah in like it's like one of those areas where some of it's bad some of it's good well when I went to pull into one of them I was like I'm not stopping here but it happened to be the place behind it but anyways so she finds everything on Facebook marketplace like for example the other day she wanted me to go look at recliners with her and I wasn't available so Jonathan went because Matthew wasn't here and so I just think uh when you were going through the design process I was like Kelsey you really need to start of Instagram yes, showcasing like what you find and how you have like stayed within budget or under budget of building your house. And she's finally bit the bullet. Yes. She's finally started her Instagram account, <laughs> our home in the pasture. So know. if you don't follow her, go follow her right now. Cause it's awesome. So tell me why you finally decided to do it. Cause okay. this has been like yes. a long time in the making. Yes. So I feel like it's a, it's, there's a couple reasons why a, a lot of big reasons, I guess. One of the the biggest reasons was that I found social media, especially Instagram, very, very helpful in the building process. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the times people don't want to share their house plans, which is completely fine. Like you think about it, like your family lives there. There are creeps on the internet. Like yeah. you don't want to tell them where your children sleep. Right. Um, But the ideas of just like a quick video of like the details or how certain things are laid out were very, very helpful for me. Like there's a certain amount of like exposure, I guess you would say, that's like beneficial for people that are trying to like design and get ideas because Mm -hmm. like Pinterest can be overwhelming. And I'm sure Instagram can be, too. But if you find those homes that you really like and you kind of look deeper into their photos like okay I really like their built-in or okay I really like their molding or look how they did you know um, beaded board here or shiplap here um, or look at their faucet and a lot of times they'll link it and they'll answer those questions and I wanted to be um, a source of that just because I felt like people were really really helpful for me in those areas and then also the thrifting first of all I feel like it's you have to have common sense like you have to have common sense with it um I get a lot of my stuff yes off of Facebook marketplace um a lot of it is off of other or like from other like antique or thrift stores um but Facebook marketplace you have to be smart right I mean if this if the person looks sketchy so basically you can search different things say I was looking for a sink so I was looking for a utility sink but I wanted like the farmhouse like 
backing on it. I wanted the deep, you know, laundry room sink. I didn't have, we didn't have $1,500 to pay for a laundry, laundry room sink, right? Right. Like a cast iron sink. So I found one on Instagram, I mean, on Facebook and asked Shelby if she could go and get it. So basically this person um, moved into this house and that wasn't her style. And she was selling that and the faucet on the sink, which was like a gooseneck, beautiful porcelain uh, knobs um, for $300. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, can, first of all, can you, Shelby, can you go check it out? Can you bring Mr. Mike with you or something? I always feel like. You always need to have somebody, like, come with you. Yeah. Um, But also, just look at their profile, too. Um, You can look on Marketplace when you, like, press on something. You can look under their um, profile and see, like, their reviews and also, like, what they've sold previously. And as long as you're using common sense, like, don't go into someone's house by yourself. Right. Don't go into someone's house. A lot of times, they'll leave it outside. You can pay them through Venmo, like, there's ways to get around it. Um, but yeah, so marketplace finds and then also just like having more children and like living on a farm and also just like the world. I don't know if it was like COVID or what really like struck this and like sparked something inside of me, but like to become more sustainable and to teach people that it's not a lost art to be self-sufficient. Um, you don't have to have a farm. You don't have to have a large pre- piece of property to make bread. You don't have to do sourdough bread. You can make your family just regular bread using um, different types of yeast. And it really is simple um, to do. But I just really enjoy that. And I enjoy sharing that with people and also like teaching your children. Um, I think that's a lot. <laughs> A lost art. Um, I think that's a lost art right now, too, because of all of, you know, the technology and everything that's out right now. I'm so proud of you because she's finally starting to showcase everything. And, like, a lot of what you said a while ago is, like, it is scary to show where you live and where your house is. And I live my life on the Internet. So, like, there's two things. Like, where we live, they name, like, our houses. Like, we live all on acreage. So, everybody around me lives on acreage. And so, they name their driveway. And so, like, for – a long time they were like well what if y'all did like the claymont chateau or something like that and i was like i don't want my name anywhere on it right. for safety reasons just in case someone like figures it out but also too there's certain ways that you can still be on social media without showcasing your house like y'all will never see the front of my house fully right and like with kelsey i'm like you need to start showing like all these details that you did where you got lights or knobs or something on amazon home depot mm-hmm. and lowe's still had really great light fixtures even yes. though we underestimate them yes. and like all of these places you got your tub from what wayfair wayfair yeah i did a lot of wayfair so as like well. there's so many other avenues in your house that i want you to show but you're just like i'm i'm nervous which is very valid because like you don't want people to know the layout which there is influences that we follow that's like i don't show every room in my house because i don't want the internet to figure out my layout of my house right And it's just scary that we live in a world like that. But in the same sense, there's people out there that just, like, need to be able to find the goods that you did. Like, I just went through that and I was like, help me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, it's – again, it's – you just get so much inspiration or I get so much inspiration off of Instagram. Yeah. And, like, seeing these 
like, okay, I want this room. Like, one of my favorite accounts, you know, is Thorn Code Abode. Yep, it I is. I think Brittany is hilarious, and we should tag her. Yes, we should tag her. Listen she's, to damn good she's content. Hilarious, and she's just relatable. Like, that's what we're looking for. Is like, yes, you may have a beautiful home, and you may post videos and pictures of your beautiful home, but are you relatable, like, mm-hmm. to people, like? Tell them how to get it or also that you're a normal person and your house isn't always perfect. Right. Um, And you worked very hard to get to where it is now. Yes. So it's like a lot of people think that just because you have a nice house, like you didn't work for that or like it's brand deals or whatever the case may be for influencing. But like those people that you're talking about are influencers that have been influencers since at the beginning that have worked their butt off. Yes. Like and she still is like you can tell like she is like project after project after project still just like working because she but she enjoys it like yeah. and you can see that she enjoys it and that's you know something that you know I feel like she definitely I, I guess I should message her that like she has definitely like been one of the people who have like pushed me to to, to make it? this account yeah um but yeah so really I mean I wanted to ask you what is one piece of, so we can go into this aspect mm-hmm. of our lives is mm-hmm. now we're mothers yeah so we so also side note fun fact about me and Kelsey we're 11 and a half months apart mm-hmm. so we're Irish twins for what three days three days three days yeah. and um we lived together in college mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like a forced friendship but like now we're actually friends I'm kidding we were friends then too <laughs> I was kidding okay. dramatic I know <laughs> so dramatic um but now we have kids and yeah. so another fun fact is like our oldest are three months apart two are, months apart two months yeah. apart sorry and then no, our okay. second are six months Something like six or eight. And then my business and Etta are two and a half years apart because I say my third child is my business. But because everybody's like, y'all had babies together. Where's your your next one? But how, like, let's talk about being a mom and being a full-time working mama and running an Instagram account and with three kids and a husband that has a full-time job. Like, let's give some advice to moms that are trying to do it all that I've had so many conversations. We talked about this last Mm -hmm. night. I've had so many conversations lately about how women are feel feel so freaking overwhelmed with trying to do all the things that we need to do and still be present in Um, as a mom our life in our marriage and all that stuff so go for it okay so first of all I would be (laughs) nowhere honestly without my faith um like truly I've learned that through I feel like every aspect of my life um I am so thankful that our parents like instilled our foundation of a Christian faith and just having those roots you know have helped me get through a lot of like hard days um so one of the things in veterinary medicine I I remember this it was like orientation week or something they really honed in on time management and something that we would really have to like figure out because you're in school from like 7 30 8 o'clock till like three to five o'clock some days and then you're expected to go straight home and study for a test you have the next day you know and then go back to class like you still have class like you don't you don't finish for the day after your test like it's just like super intense and also figure out how to take care of yourself and then also figure out how to feed yourself, you know, <laughs> and all of those things. Um, so um, a lot of the times when you feel like you're at like rock bottom, again, I feel like God has really like pushed me and pushed me through um, and helped me like rise up. And same thing with like marriage, like anything new. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and I and they kept saying this, like anything new in your life 
is hard. So yeah. you're looking at people, for instance, and you're like, my goodness, I don't know how they do it with five kids. Like, I can't, like, I can't even handle two. Or I can't even, I don't, I don't have any kids. I can't even take care of myself. Right. Well, like every aspect of your life and every part of your life is hard. Right. And then you basically have to adapt and get used to a new routine. I mean, we're still getting used to being a family of five, right? I mean, at a six months old now, um, and she's been a fantastic baby, but like, Great that's a, something else like thrown into the mix, right? Um, so I am very thankful for that in veterinary medicine and, and time management. And honestly, like people say, how do you get it done? Or like, I feel like when I started my Instagram, I was like, you're superwoman. Like, how do you get like all of these things done? And the truth is, is I don't like, right. I don't, I still have bad days and I don't get everything done. Like I have to prioritize like what is important to me certain days. Now you make a checklist, right? So like I make a checklist, especially on like my quote unquote days off of being a veterinarian um, and trying to get things done around the house. And I am like making my checklist. And if I don't get my stuff checked off, I'm getting better at it. But if I don't get my things marked off that I wanted to you like quote aggravated. unquote accomplish, I feel defeated and I feel like I had a failure of the day. Yeah. And I think that's just us as women. Yes. And it's just really, really hard. And so just trying to just like embrace like the chaos because it's beautiful chaos. It mm -hmm. truly is like God's blessing. And he gave you these babies and <laughs> put you as a mama Hi. and put you as a mama to be here and to create roots for them in their faith. And they are watching you. They're expecting you to teach them. You know, you, that's your job. That is your main job. That's your most important role in life. And I think it was C.S. Lewis who said that, like the most important work you'll ever do is in within the walls of your home. Right. And that really hit me hard because yeah. it truly is because you were raising people of the future. Right. And you want to make sure that they're strong and they can take care of themselves and um, <laughs> just that they're good people. Yeah. You agree with people. that? You agree with mama? I think, too, what a lot of times is like with women is we forget to give ourselves grace that yes. we're literally – we do get – a Hi. <laughs> you say yes? We do get a lot of stuff done. Here, take it. Okay. Because um, I don't have much room to no, it's okay. maneuver. Yes. So grace is like a huge thing, right? Like – and being able to give yourself. I talked to someone yesterday and they were just like, I feel like it was just someone that called me – out of the blue and basically was just talking about like how she felt like a Debbie Downer mm -hmm. during October just because there was so much going on. And I was just like, look, yeah. life lately is so crazy. And I feel like I'm not sure what day it is and how it even got to like Thursday already. I'm so confused. But in the same sense, like we have to remember to give ourselves grace because we're only one human. And as long as we teach our children the right way, teach them what we believe, um, teach them everything that we can in order to survive in the world, then we're doing a good job. Yeah. Even though we're not getting all of our stuff done. And I know we talked about this yesterday is that we got, we, we're getting so overwhelmed with everything that's going on. But I also think it's this time of year. Yes. This time of year with the holidays and having to be spread so thin with like so much going on. Mm -hmm. So I think that mamas, if you're listening, especially it's two moms, it's okay. It's two moms that work full time that have a lot of children. Well, I only have two, but I feel like <laughs> I mean, two we have five. Lot. We're going to say yeah. we have five together um, and running a business and just doing things. And, and we feel like we fail all the time, but in reality, we're doing the best that we can. And we're, and you're doing a good job. You right. are doing a great job. Like you truly are. And, um, 
I I think full of quotes today, I guess. Yeah, give us But a this is, well, it's the things that, like, actually, like, push me and, like, help me get through the day. Like, because this is a big thing I feel like women, especially mothers, like, struggle with is comparison. And oh God, yeah. comparison is truly the death of joy. Like, if you compare yourself, you feel defeated and your joy is gone instantaneously. Like, instantly. Wait, so you were with John the other day going to get Facebook Marketplace (laughs) stuff. And, like, I was having a really bad day. Something happened. And I was really sad. And you said – what's your quote? So Matthew's grandmother, Grandma Green, we call her, um, her famous, like, words of wisdom were, um, don't let the devil steal your joy. Because, you know, people truly, unfortunately – can sometimes get a lot out of stealing your joy. And that's not that's not God within them, like, picking you up and lifting you up and, and giving grace, you know. That is truly, like, the devil sneaking in and trying to make you sad and not allow you to be happy and, yeah. and, and be happy in this life. Um, so that is a famous quote, like, don't let – of of Matt's grandmother. Famous Literally – <laughs> Kelsey told me that that yeah, morning. And then and that afternoon, John sent me that text, the exact same words. And I was like, you're with my sister, are you? And he was like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, it sounds like her. But, I mean, it, yeah. that is so true yeah. because one little thing that upsets us, we let ruin our entire day, which it's obviously <clears throat> a work in progress for me. But, like. I think it's for everybody, though. That's for everybody. It is totally a work in progress for for everyone. Um, you know, and it's just those those little quotes and those little, like, moments where I remember that and also like faith it till you make it like it's truly like things that like help me get through the day I know people that like take those quotes and you know they'll tape it to their bathroom mirror because it's easy to forget it's easy to get caught up in the hustle bustle of the day and you know your children and sometimes you just have to take a deep breath and yeah I like what you said a while ago is like everybody shows just like a preview of their life and we fall short to comparison all the time and in the sense of like the internet sucks, truly. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's what I do for a living, and I yeah. say it all the time. Is like, I love what it does for your business and your brand, but I hate what it does to your mental state and, like, what it could do for your kids. And so in the sense of, like, if you can put your blinders on also and just, like, stay focused in the goals that you have and that you want to do. So, like, you are to empower women to – live in faith and to be able to be self-sufficient at home even if they don't live on a farm and like all that Mm -hmm. stuff and you're not comparing yourself to others that are doing the same thing and you're just building your community that goes for anyone that's chasing their dreams in the sense of like being on the internet if you can't handle it it doesn't mean that you're weak it just means that you just can't be on instagram like i have a friend that just like is not on social media like she has a timer set um just for her mental sanity she cannot get on the internet and that is totally fine so yes I think if you're able to determine the fact that like if you can handle it or if you want to do that and you need to do that then you have to set boundaries to keep your mental health okay because even as 33 years old it's still right messes with everything that you think especially like you're growing or trying to grow this platform and you're trying to grow this brand um And you see other people that are doing the exact same thing as you and your style is the exact same or better. It's just different. And you're like, why am I not growing that much? So the fact that you put blinders on and understand that this is the path you're supposed to be taking and it's supposed to be a journey of like the longevity, not Mm -hmm. some kind of like short 
satisfaction, then you're going to be golden. And it is okay because we talked about this last night too is it's okay to take a break. Like if yeah. you feel stuck and you feel like you don't know what you're supposed to be posting or what you're supposed to be doing or you don't feel called to actually get on and tell stories. Like I know I preach get on stories all the time to build right. your community. But if you don't have anything to say in general, don't you don't have to get on it. Like you don't okay. have to fake it. But the same thing is like we were talking, I can't remember exactly what we were talking about last night, but I was like, that's so relatable. And if you would have shared that's that with I'm your laughing. community, yeah. then you, I feel like so many people would have responded, especially the conversations I've been having right now. Like yeah. that is so relatable, Yeah. but you have to be comfortable with how relatable you want to be and how vulnerable you are willing to get right. on the internet with. So right. just give yourself grace in all reality. Cause we're moms working or not working. Even if you're stay at home mom, like I feel like that's a very, very hard job. It is a very hard job. And Kelsey gave a great tip just now because she looks so cute and I'm in a sweatshirt and leggings and high socks that she loves. And <laughs> she said that she saw a quote or an Instagram, I don't know, something that said like, if you just get dressed, so like throw a dress on to make dinner or yeah. you can explain that. Cause I'll giggles. No, it's okay. Well, the first thing I told Shelby was like, um, I saw something <laughs> yesterday where I was like, if whenever, like if you're, even if you're home all day, like when you go to make dinner, like throw on just like a dress, like you don't have to do your makeup, you don't have to do your hair or anything, just like throw on a dress and it just makes you like feel empowered and it makes you feel like better about yourself that you're not kind of like frumpy, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, and that way, like not doing it for your husband, because I know people will like come at me for that, yeah. but like. Just like for yourself, for yourself, you know, and you know, all in all, it makes every whatever. Anyway, so I was telling Shelby that, and she started laughing, and I was like, "Well, also, like, this is for my like stay-at-home moms. Like, I'm sure you guys can relate. Yes, you're gonna have some days where you're like in your pajamas all day. The kids are in their pajamas all day, but then there's other days where you like, I need to get dressed. Like, if I just get dressed for the day, and I mean, you don't have to get in a dress. And you don't have to like, go anywhere. You could just but stay at just home. Just get dressed. Like, put some concealer on because we all need it right now. <laughs> <laughs> put some concealer on, maybe some mascara, and like, just again, do it until you make You're it. Right. Like, you got it. Um, but I love what you just said too, like backing up a second about like, you don't have to be on Instagram doing it and you do not have to do it all because that was one of the things like already. And I've only had my account for like what, four months or something. And that's one thing that I've gotten from a lot of people. Like, how do you do all this? Like you're a super mom, like going back to that, like I pick and choose what I want to do. Like, and I don't do it all the time, you know, like Last week, Matt was out of town for the whole week. Like, I was like, we are picking up dinner. Like, I don't have time. Or I invited you over for dinner. She said, nah. Nah. <laughs> we're having <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Like, mom is in full survival mode right now. Right. Like, um, and other days, I'm, like, making two meals and, like, freezing it and making, like, five loaves of bread. I don't even know how I did it all. You know? It's just But you random. enjoy that. But I enjoy it. And that's also my um, therapy. I guess yeah. you'll say like doing that and taking the time of that. And yes, I get interrupted. It's not all perfect. Nothing in my life is, is perfect um, with that. But anyway, I feel like too. don't feel like you have to bake bread after this. I thought it for a second. I don't know. I felt like you, I did something. What did I do? You made muffins and you made the peanut butter balls. Oh, and I made the uh, protein banana. Yeah, peanut butter. Uh, no. Pancakes, like literally oh, an yeah, egg yeah. of banana, like yeah, and yeah. oats or whatever. My kids hated it. So I was like, I'm done. <laughs> it was like a week of like trying to be Kelsey. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to ask her to make me all the things. Huh? And us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like the same thing you said. I think it was in your last podcast was 
Um, it's just things that like spark your interest. Like you went to your conferences and you saw Jasmine Star on the stage and you're like, if she can do this, I can do this. I was on Instagram and I am fascinated with like the home design and like decorating and figuring out how like room flow and thrifting and being like, okay, I can buy this and make it look like this. I can get the same look for like a thousand dollars less, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that. And also saw people making bread. I'm like, if they can make bread, I can surely make bread. And um, that's like something that, you know, you don't like, again, you don't have to do sourdough. You can just do simple things because, um, I guess seeing that um, we buy bunny bread and seeing that bunny bread after two weeks is like no mold and also tortillas that have been in your pantry for like a month still have no mold and it's they're scary. fine. Yeah. Um, it's just all of the products. And so, I mean, one thing that I heard one time that I feel like was really like beneficial and I hope this is beneficial for others too is like you do not have to be perfect with the ingredients and the products. But as long as you live, like, maybe by the 80-20 rule, like, 80% of the time feeding your children, like, vegetables and home-cooked meals and sustainable things that are good for their health. And then, like, go through McDonald's and get a Happy Meal. Like, it's fine. Like, my kids thrive on Happy Meal. They love like, My kids just got introduced to a Happy Meal, and they love it. You know? I mean, I'm, no one's going – I mean, that's your decision, and it's your sanity, so. Well, if you're coming to Damn Good Marketing Live, she is giving out to the swag bags the, what, the bread. Recipe? Yeah, it's a um, it's not a sourdough. It's really easy. It's a um, that's what we need. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and tell so them what it it's is. just like a simple bread loaf. Um, and all you really need is you know like water, honey, sal um, salt, flour, and um, active yeast, and that's it. And well, I don't have that part. Are you going to teach people how to make that? Oh, you just buy it. It's in a packet. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's in a packet. Uh, you just dump it in the warm water, let it foam up, add your ingredients, mix it together, and... There's your bread. Voila, I'm going to make it. it. I'll report you back. You literally sit it out on the counter for four to 24 hours, and then you, like, put it in on a piece of parchment paper, put it in the oven, and you look like a... I'm doing it. I'm going to tell major. everyone I just made it from scratch. There you go. And you will, because that is from scratch. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Etta Jane. Did you have fun? I'll say, yeah, girl. When she's here, y'all, her debut on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> no, um, thank you. Thank you for being so patient with me and getting absolutely. me on here. And I'm so proud of you for this, too. Well, y'all go follow our home in the pasture. It's We'll put it in the show notes, but it's freaking great. Yeah. And she needs to – I'm going to push her to keep sharing more relatable things because I feel like you do have stuff to talk about. You just don't do it. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff to talk about. It's just <laughs> – when, when when am I gonna when? do it? I know, I know. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, guys. And um, if you like this episode, please review it and share it and like all the things. And until next time, let's freaking get it. Yeah.